What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TMMBaseballFan.com. Uh, I had a very interesting topic that I wanted to talk to you all about. And this topic might not be something that you've ever thought about before, but if you're a super collector, it is probably something you think about more than anything else. And the topic has to do with collecting competition. Your competitors, when you're going after big cards, I remember hearing about competition uh, from a player collector a number of years ago on one of the forums. And my gosh, you guys, like, it was so funny because, like, this guy just seemed like he was so on edge and he was so, like, worried, like, extremely nervous over these other people out there in the internet trying to possibly buy cards from him or I mean out from under him rather that he wanted I thought it was like very irrational <laughs> and then I became a super collector it's a real thing guys uh, I found out quickly that there's about five six seven other Canseco super collectors out there that are very rabid about getting cards and I had no idea about it. I remember like years ago talking about like just, you know, on my website, tamemanbaseballfan.com, like throughout the years, I would be so excited to like post pictures of mail days and like, oh yeah, you know, this, this lot has like a couple serial numbered cards. I'm so pumped. Look, this is a refractor and you know, the next picture for the next day. Hey, take a look at this. I got ran. I got a run of uh, 20 refractors and I've never had 18 of them before. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really feel what competition was, uh, until I was looking for one of one's or rare cards. That was really the only time that I started noticing it. Now, beforehand, I remember, uh, what I was doing was I was looking and, uh, I saw this one one of one card that sold for like close to $500. And I remember writing about it just like mocking, <laughs> like, come on, that's ridiculous. It wasn't even an impressive card. It just had a little bat chip in it. And like, this is crazy. What kind of person would buy this? Well, come to find out I'm the type of person, or at least I was, not anymore, but I was the type of person uh, to, uh, you know, uh, love the almighty one of one card regardless of what it had if it was just a little bat chip or whatever and uh man <laughs> it's kind of funny i guess it's just uh just a little bit of a sickness you get i guess at some point where one one of one isn't enough or one variation of a certain rainbow isn't enough so you just keep going and going and going now here's what happens guys whenever you have a card that's numbered out of 10, five, uh, or one of ones. And nowadays they do a lot of, uh, out of twos or out of threes, especially when it comes to Panini and Leaf for some reason. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, crazy things happen when you have more than, uh, say, five people that want a card that's numbered out of five. Even if there's just five people that want a card out of five, Every single one of those super collectors are keenly 
aware of the fact that uh, all five simply might not surface. So if not all of them surface, and let's say there's only three that pop, then there's five super collectors that, that desperately, desperately want a certain card. Well, guess what happens? <laughs> the price can go like really, really high. And uh, so that's where this uh, 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 competition comes in. Had no idea. Like, so there's a lot of ways that this happens, guys. Like, you'll have a lot of uh, uh, sneaky things that happen behind the scenes. You have people that'll uh, talk to sellers while a card is running at auction and try to get somebody to stop the listing uh, in the middle of it. Now, that's that's really a gray area. From what I understand, there's people that think it's okay. There's others that don't think it's okay. So as an example, let's say you have a card that has a starting bid of 99 cents. You think it might run for $100 uh, at the end of seven days. So there might be a buyer out there that says, hey, you know, and let's say the card is up to $12 on day two. Well, you might have a collector message that that seller and say hey uh would you stop this auction if i paid you 80 for it or 60 for it and a lot of times it seems to me that they won't uh but every now and then they will and so i'll tell you kind of my personal stance on it right now is i don't personally like this method of doing things i don't like uh, cutting in when there's bids. Now, if there aren't any bids, I don't really see too much of a problem of having somebody stop it if there's no bids uh, yet on it. If they just listed it, um, in fact, I've done that in the past, you know, hey, and I'll ask them, I'll say, hey, listen, I'm interested in this card. I'd like to offer X amount of dollars for it, but I don't want to step on anybody's toes, so I'd rather not... Uh, uh, I'd rather rescind my offer if you can't respond uh, before somebody else bids on the card. I just personally don't like the practice of uh, doing it otherwise. So that's me. Yeah, it's just me. It's just the way I do it. Uh, I wish that everybody else would would uh, follow the, that set of rules, but <clears throat> but that's not how it goes in life. And <laughs> you know, you can't control what other people do. Especially because it's uh, it's not explicitly against uh, eBay rules. It's just one of those kind of quote unquote unwritten rules among uh, super collectors that you're really not supposed to. You'll get a you'll get a uh, backhanded by the by the rest of the uh, collecting community, whatever community you're in. Uh, so uh, now one thing that's actually not a gray area. It's actually really, really bad. Is something that's happened to me a couple times this year. It's by somebody that I know actually too, which is really irritating, like extremely frustrating. Um, it had to do with a one of one a few months ago. I bought it, I was super excited. And the seller writes to me, he's like, hey Tanner, just wanna let you know, there's somebody that's offering me uh, extra money for this card that you bought from me already. Uh, 
you know, I don't know what to do kind of thing. It's like, well, <laughs> hey, please, uh, honor our agreement. Uh, <laughs> I would appreciate it. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up, you know, this agreement at all anyway. And, uh, uh, you know, it's rightfully yours, Tanner, you bought it. And, uh, so I won't, I won't, I won't sell that from under you or anything. Uh, but, uh, there's another guy out there that literally wrote the person and said, Hey, uh, I'll give you X amount of dollars more if you sell to me. In my opinion, that's straight up stealing. Like there's a, there's no excuse for it whatsoever. No matter how much rationalization or justification you could put toward it. Uh, it's just stealing. Uh, it's trying to steal a card out from somebody else. Uh, especially when the deal's already been made. So, uh, you know, I don't call out people, uh, at least I try not to, <laughs> but, uh, you know, rather I'd like to make this a teachable moment for people that are listening out there that, uh, if you're found in the situation, if you really want a card, uh, you know, either, uh, you know, try to buy it first or, uh, wait for the next one, but keep your paws off of a card that's already been sold to somebody else. Just stay away from it because it's not yours. You have no right to it. Uh, so all that to say, uh, Thanksgiving, this, uh, you know, about, what is it, a week and a half ago now, uh, there was a beautiful card that popped up online. I was so excited. It's probably one of the best one-of-one Conseco cards that has popped up for sale, like, gosh, I don't know you guys, like in years, like it's something that that's, it's that impressive to me. Like it's so, so cool. And, uh, it popped on Thanksgiving morning and I was the one that bought it. So excited. So, so, so excited. Well, later on that day, apparently I wasn't the only person that was excited about it. Uh, the same guy that tried to steal the card out from under me a few months before reached out to this guy and offered more money to him. And uh, so I had to get this uh, message that I was so excited about the card that his message uh, that I bought from the seller. So excited about it, I got a message from him uh, later on in Thanksgiving. He's like, man, uh, you won't believe it, but there's a guy that is offering me uh, like some good money to bypass you and sell it to him. It's like, ah, it's like, yeah, let me guess who it is. <laughs> and sure enough was, and, uh, extremely frustrating, extremely aggravating, uh, especially when it comes to a card that like, you know, you're super, super excited about, you rightfully got it. And, uh, here something happens because somebody thinks that uh, uh, that they're more deserving of it than you are and they try to steal the card out from under you and uh, guys like that's like dead wrong you know so you you got to stay away from the cards that you miss you just got to uh, it's highly unethical uh, it's uh, and you know thing is is like over the next like two or three days the same guy continually writes to the seller, uh, upping his price, 
I'll give you X more, I'll give you X more, I'll give you X more. I'll actually drive to you and pay cash. I mean, <laughs> so needless to say, I'm very thankful that, uh, that the seller has integrity because if he didn't, then I could have lost out on quite possibly one of my favorite cards ever. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was, it was really disappointing uh, to hear that this happened from somebody. And, uh, you know, so it's just, again, try and make this a teachable moment for everybody else that's listening. Uh, if you are, if you are caught in the situation, uh, you know, just, you know, really number one, if you miss out on card, remember there's going to be other cards out there, you know, so, uh, and the whole do unto others as you would have others do unto you, uh, rule is like very applicable here. How, how would you feel if that happened to you? Well, if you feel pretty awful, then don't do it to somebody else. <laughs> That's really all there is to it, plain and simple, because uh, it's wrong, you know. But uh, obviously, you know, it's against eBay rules to do this stuff and to uh, offer, uh, you know, cash outside of eBay, anyways. But uh, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> all that to say, this uh, this competition thing's real. It's fierce sometimes, and uh, you know, it can, uh, sometimes what happens is, uh, it can get really ugly. So as a seller, you know, if you're in this situation, um, let me encourage you to do the right thing. If somebody buys a card off of you and, uh, you have somebody else, uh, trying to steal the card out from under them, offering you more money, have integrity, please, please have integrity and do the right thing. And uh, don't let the uh, don't let the bad guys get these cards because uh, there's no place for that behavior in this hobby. You know, point blank, there's just absolutely no place in the hobby for that behavior. So, uh, you know, and, and also again, if you're uh, if you're having to play defense, and you know, I had a, a friend that I just talked to the other day that uh, he won a card, a, a real nice. Uh, Real nice uh, insert card. I'm not sure if I should say what it is or of who, but uh, the seller messaged him and said, hey, I had two people offering on this uh, after you bought it. <laughs> so it's not certainly not just uh, exclusive to Conseco cards. There's, uh, there's scumbag activity for everybody, it seems like, uh, out there. So, uh, But, you know, that's just uh, part of the game, I guess. And... Uh, all you can do is you can really hope that the seller has integrity and, uh, you know, just really reach out to them and try to work with them and, and be diligent in keeping an eye out on the tracking number. And you also want to, what you also want to do is you want to uh, look for signs of what people are saying. And, uh, you know, for example, if somebody doesn't update you and they say later, oh man, I lost the card or, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I damaged the card. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think a lot of times when you hear that, what that actually means is somebody else offered them a better deal and so they're not going to honor your agreement uh, that you had with them. So uh, the only thing that I would suggest perhaps is to tell them uh in all truth, in all truthfulness, what you think is actually truly happening. And, uh, 
you know, feel free to reach out to eBay and have them uh, check their messages because they absolutely will. <laughs> they'll check and uh, they'll see what they uh, what they have to say. You can find out who's saying it, and uh, yeah, it, it helps quite a bit. So you know, you're not helpless. You know, I want you to take heart if you're in that situation. You're never helpless in that situation to uh, have a card just kind of vanish out in there. You have some action that you could take. Uh, and it sounds kind of silly, of course, when we're talking about uh, cards. You know, we're talking about baseball cards, guys. Like, <laughs> But the thing is, the truth of the matter is that these are uh, can be some very, very impressive one-of-one -one cards. Like the card that I got uh, you know, there's two really impressive cards I picked up this year that almost were taken out from under me. They were just stolen. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a terrible thing. It's like you feel, you feel like really taking advantage of or run over, uh, wherever that happens. So, so yeah, number one, don't be that person, uh, if you lost out on the card. Number two, if you're a seller, uh, don't, uh, uh, don't feed into what the other guys are, these scumbaggy type people are uh, doing behind the scenes to try to steal the card out from under the rightful buyer. And number three, if you are the buyer and it's happening to you, then, uh, you know, remember, you have some sort of recourse. Uh, keep an open communication, open dialogue with the seller, and uh, feel free to um, reach out to eBay. You know, like you, you, you got to... You gotta defend yourself, and uh, you know you certainly cannot let somebody uh, get away with uh, with that kind of behavior and let them get away scot-free. It's simply not okay. So, uh, collecting competition, yes, it's a real thing, and uh, I'm very curious to hear what other of you uh, player collectors and player super collectors deal with because for Kinseiko, um the competition is fierce not necessarily as fierce as it was now maybe it is you know but uh and maybe it's just because I don't feel as much because I'm not going after every single one of one like a lot of these one of one cards that are out there nowadays I just don't care about um I don't care a lot I don't care about uh, the fives or tens or anything either but if there is a card I care about I love it, you know, I really, really, really get excited. I get just as excited, if not more so excited about really special cards nowadays uh, than ever before. But the difference is now is I don't have to, I'm not in this mode of got to have it all. Uh, so I guess it's not really, uh, it's, it's basically not me playing the full nine innings of the game. So I'm not feeling... Uh, the entire competition like I was before. Uh, if there's a, you know, a Panini National Treasures one of one that just has a signature, uh, generally speaking, I'm not going to give a rip about it. If there's a buyback one of one, generally speaking, not going to care one sec, one one bit of it. Uh, same with a lot of these uh, one of ones that have like plain bat pieces or jersey swatches. Uh, I try to get like one uh, special type of card of each kind, like uh, you know a button, a certain patch, this, that, and the other. So sometimes I'll go after multiples of uh, of patches if I really, really, really like them. But uh, you know, just it's uh, it's different for me now. So 
uh, I'm not having this problem as much uh, as far as, you know, feeling competition from all areas, like seeing a card up there and being worried that like five or six other people are, <laughs> are going to go after it, you know, because it, it's uh, whenever I was super collector, I had that feeling like on every single card that I didn't have. And uh, it's kind of stressful, you know, but uh, still looking back now, like uh, the whole competition situation is still funny to me because I'm not... I'm not there anymore like uh, where I was. But like, for instance, like vintage stuff. Uh, if I'm going after a, I don't know, a T206 Cobb, guys, like if I miss one, <laughs> it's not really a big deal. <laughs> it's not like a one of one Conseco, uh, which is really funny. But uh, like, for instance, this uh, last uh, last auction house run at, uh, I think, Robert Edwards uh, Auctions, uh, it actually had, um, so first of all, let me tell you the, uh, I talked about this before. There's four Ty Cobb cards in the T206 set. Uh, there's the red background, the green background, the bat off and the bat on. And the, uh, the general consensus is that the red background is the most popular. The green background is most expensive. The bat off is most desirable from an, uh, an aesthetic perspective and the bat on is probably trailing on you know in, in the basically kind of holding up the caboose and uh you know look that's not saying it's a terrible card because it's not it's still a t206 cob it's a great 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 card but uh anyway so the green background with it being the most desirable out of the four uh meaning that not most desirable, but like the, the highest priced. At Robert Edwards Auctions, the uh, auction house ended last night, and there's like, I don't remember what it was, like 12 or 13 of them. And uh, like, <laughs> there's there's significantly more of these uh, of these incredible, incredible cards uh, out there of those than there are of these one-of-ones or out-fives of cards. And so uh, the stress... Uh, can get to you when you're at auction for a card that you know there's only one of and you're in love with it, right? And uh, I've had this happen to me in the past too <laughs> where I'm uh, at auction. Those are the ones I would lose the most because I wouldn't always be the the tippy-top bidder uh, <laughs> on a lot of these. And I'll give you a couple examples. There's like a, a couple uh, prototypes from Upper Deck that were put out there and uh uh, they came out, I think probably about 10 years ago or so, and, uh, they went to auction and it's rumored that there are only like three or four of them out there, maybe five. And so I'm like super excited. I think I'm going to get it like, cause nobody's crazy as crazy as I am when it comes to a card that I really want. Right. Well, I was wrong. Uh, I lost and that happened to me twice and the prices of these cards went like super 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 high and uh you know so it's it's kind of a it's a it's a big bummer of a feeling where you have a card that runs for seven to ten days at auction on ebay and so what happens during that seven to ten days is you have all of the super collectors talking about it 
you have uh, images of it dancing in your mind each night and you're wondering is it going to go for like a few hundred is it going to go for several hundred is it going to go for a few thousand you just don't know you don't know how crazy the other uh, super collectors are going to go and you don't know how crazy you're going to go so you always wonder you wonder what's going to happen so as the days go through, like day three, day four, day five. Some of these cards uh, that, you know, might only run and hit like $60, $70 through the first several days. And then the last day hits, and it creeps up to like a couple hundred and then whammo, like the last few seconds, you're sniped. And your snipe doesn't get it, but somebody else does. And it's too late to do anything about it. And this card that you may never, ever, ever, ever see again is gone. <laughs> and so uh, if I'm trying to put my, myself in the shoes of uh, others that have lost out on cards that I ended up winning ultimately, uh, I fully understand because I've been in their position a number of times. Uh, the only thing that you could really take solace in is two things. Number one, realize that you're not entitled to these cards like you don't deserve them <laughs> you know they're they're open free game to anybody until a deal is struck but the number two the thing that's really important to understand is uh, there's no shortage of rare cards there's a there's a saying that uh, I know that I said in the past I'm sure others have as well uh, that uh, when it comes to collecting, a lot of times your absolute favorite baseball card on the planet is the one that you're looking for. And uh, it's the one that you don't have yet. Because once you conquer a one of one or some sort of high end card, uh, and guess what? You want to go on to the next one. Because the thrill of the hunt is over for that one card that you just picked up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of these, a lot of times guys, like when it comes to casual collecting, uh, and you're not getting into the super duper rare stuff, uh, you're not going to have to deal with all of these emotions and these crazy other people are trying to steal cards out from India. It's just not going to happen a lot of times. But, uh, when it comes to the like super duper high end one of ones, uh, one of one type cards. Uh, that's when people start getting crazy. The grand monster can come out and uh, try to do things that are unethical. And uh, it's really unfortunate, but it's just kind of the name of the game. And you just got to kind of plan accordingly and, you know, do whatever uh, things that you feel like you need to do to uh, defend yourself and make sure it doesn't happen again. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, that's all part of it. Um, and, you know, of course, we just hope that uh, that this stops. I mean, it's not the, this year isn't the first time that I've had people try to steal cards out from under me. I've had uh, uh, some other super collectors uh, that even since then I've done deals with. I don't really hold grudges. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's really frustrating and, and all that when it happens, but... Uh, there's people in the past that have done it to me too, but, uh, you know, I, I personally would, I personally subscribe to the, uh, uh, 
to the philosophy that you really should do unto others what you would have them do unto you. Uh, life is so much better that way, guys. Like, so much better. And uh, to kind of bring this full circle, uh, to kind of close this uh, this talk when it comes to uh, collecting competition, let me tell you guys something. Like, uh, you don't have to be enemies. Like, in fact, one of my clients uh, for web development, he, he does really, really, really well for himself in the oil and gas field. And he's got competition. But you know what he does? He brings his competition together. And because of how he is in business, he's thriving and he's making everybody else better with him. And I've always admired that about him. I think it's a, it's a great philosophy that there's a synergy that you can have among other people that are your competition. And uh, it just works out nicely that way. There's, there's real no, no sense in burning bridges or whatever unless somebody's just flat out going to you know, continue to try to mess you over. But, uh, but you know, it's, it doesn't have to be an enemy situation. It doesn't even have to be a frenemy situation. Uh, you can be uh, legitimate, honest-to-goodness friends with uh, fellow super collectors in your own uh, uh, collecting niche as long as you know that uh, you got to stay away from cards that they've uh, done deals on already and uh, you know be ethical about it and uh, there's some some of the newer guys especially uh, that have come into the Canseco collecting arena uh, recently uh, since I've uh, since I basically have you know given up that portion of it uh, and they're great guys I really enjoy talking to them and uh, it's been fun and uh, it's been enjoyable doing deals with them and uh, you know, there's, they're great, valuable resources, as I hope that I'm a valuable resource to them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, just a matter of, uh, of you know, doing, doing unto others as you would have them doing to you, I guess. It's funny. It kind of keep, seems like it uh, keeps coming down to that, doesn't it? But it's true. Uh, it's very true. You know, obviously not just in collecting, but in life. And uh, <laughs> I'm still kind of dumbfounded that... Uh, I'm having to broach the subject on baseball cards. <laughs> this is like a life lesson uh, that would that would give my kids, you know. And uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, there's uh, there are a lot of adults out there that just uh, simply uh, haven't learned this yet and haven't put it into practice. So that's all I have for you tonight, guys. Um, yeah, I do wish you the best of luck in your own super collecting or player collecting, team collecting, set collecting, whatever your endeavors are. I do wish you the best. I, uh, I hope and pray that, uh, um, that you don't have scumbags that, uh, that try to steal cards out from under you because it really can ruin your day, uh, whether they actually succeed or not, uh, because you really kind of have to worry about a card being gone. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I hope we can all have just a, a great time together collecting and talking fun stories. And uh, that's what collecting is about, isn't it? Uh, just having a nice community and, uh, and picking up cards we enjoy and, and just having a great time. Thank you guys uh, for listening tonight. I hope you all uh, have a fantastic rest of the evening. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share.